When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 46 and 47 of The Fires of Heaven, Other Battles, Other Weapons, and The Price of a Ship. Enjoy! Welcome to season five, episode 20. Um, yeah, so I do want to give a quick shout out. We do have one new patron. So um, Troy, thank you very much. Patron Troy. Yay. New point Yay. patron. Yay. Um, All right. Don't let I, Helen on our patron because then this whole thing will fucking fall apart. <laughs> True. Um, and then, um, yeah, as far as uh, other things I want to talk about, I guess I like to share little statistics or whatever. So one thing I've talked about a lot, at least I talk about the end episode. I know everyone just doesn't listen to that thing. Well, some do, but most people don't. They like, oh, the episode's over. Uh, not going to listen to the final announcement. So Discord, we do have a large Discord community. Um, I think uh, actually as of checking before um, I started this, I want to write the notes today, was 672 people in our Discord server. So nice. Um, uh, now some of those are alt accounts and uh, a few bots. So, but but still, six seventy two. Um, hey, that's awesome. Yeah, I know at least at least of three bots in there. Um, <laughs> so, well, there's Fredboat, there's a Patreon bot, and there's the ME six or whatever the welcome bot. So there might be more. Oh, and there's another bot too. That's spoiler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you guys everybody's like oh yeah that one um so there is another bot um but yeah so uh that's pretty much it join the discord um it's where we do live stuff for now um that, that will be changing eventually um uh, but for now we're still recording live on discord we probably still will that we'll have other options as well besides discord in the future um so um yeah down the line teaser yeah, well, it's once Ian's fi- finally done being in unpredictable, unpredictable internet situations. It's been decent lately, but who yeah, knows, that could change. Yeah, that could change in a heartbeat. So one budget yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, do we really need that North Carolina place to have internet? Nah. We're sending you out to Alaska. What's in Alaska? You are. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. No, what part of Alaska? <laughs> that's a great thing. No one lives there. You can name it. Wait, what? Wait. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't my, ask um, you what you like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My uncle got, uh, got stationed on one of those Aleutian Island ones. That's like literally like five guys on a post. It, it was during the Cold War. So like they were just basically a listening post out towards russia <laughs> they're shouting across the the Bering the Bering sea, sea what's yeah. your name 
Ezekiel. <laughs> Fuck you, Ezekiel. <laughs> Nukes get launched. <laughs> I think that's how the whole meme started. Was exactly. Just from, was yeah. from Your relatives in the Cold War. And- exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so as far as personal life goes, um, we just got back from Jordan Con. Um, so that's pretty much it for our personal life. Lots of uh, lots of good memories were made. Uh, it was a lot of fun, a whirlwind of a weekend. Um, we just uh, didn't know what to expect going into it, and it was uh, it was wonderful. Um, just got to meet a whole lot of people that I've talked to on the internet, a whole lot of people I've never talked to before. And everything in between um, went to a, a, a you know a hand a sprinkle a sprinkle of panels. Uh, most of my time was spent in the in the lobby or are are just wandering around to back in the room to fill drinks. <laughs> lots of drinks, <laughs> lots and lots of drinks. Um, but yeah, um, someone someone actually commented. I think I heard overheard someone saying that this was the most alcohol heavy Jordan Con they've ever been to. So uh, uh, sorry, sorry if we brought that. <laughs> sorry, yeah. not sorry. Um, but yeah, so a lot of good stories. I'm sure we'll get into them over time. Um, uh, stories were made. Uh, but, you know, I guess if we want to, we can share like our favorite moments uh, or at least we'll pick one. Um, and and I'll start with with one just just because I'm putting you guys on the spot. Just give you time to think. Um, so there wasn't, there was an incident that happened, um, Saturday night, very, very late, I guess, early Sunday morning, um, involving furry animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not my favorite part though. So, um, I, th- th- that was fun, but the next day I was, uh, outside and I ran into Maria Simmons, who was the personal assistant to Robert Jordan. And I got to talking to her and I was like, yeah, I was crazy last night. She's like, yeah, what happened? I was like, well, there was this possum. Like, oh, the possum came back in the hotel. I was like, wait, this happens <laughs> like without oh, missing a beat. Oh. And she was just joking with me, but like without missing a beat, she's like, oh, the possum was back. Cool. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> what? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> so it's, it's a regular occurrence then. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty cool talking to her for a bit. I had actually a decently long conversation um, and even a longer conversation with Robert Jordan's niece um, that night as well, which was really cool. Just talking to her because she grew up with Robert Jordan oh, um, that's dope. and uh, and got to talk to her for a while, um, which was really cool. I think uh, actually Vance from Bar of the Red Hand was with me when we were talking. So cool. Anyway, how about you guys? Yeah. So um, for the personal life, I'll, I'll definitely stick to the Jordacon theme. I don't have anything else exciting going on in my life <laughs> at the moment. Uh, I would say the coolest part is um, this is like my first go round with doing online friends. Uh, never really. I mean, anytime I did some gaming in the past or the old instant messenger days, like I never talked to strangers. It was like friends that I knew in real life. So there was a little bit of like anxiety about like, you know, meeting folks for real. Would it be weird? Like, you know, what do you do with all the downtime sort of thing? But um, gosh, I talked to a couple people, like how crazy it was. Everybody just kind of linked up. And once we matched faces to names, for those that don't Zoom that often and everything, it's like, it was like a bunch of old friends hanging out. It was so casual and relaxed. I mean, to the point where like in between events and stuff, we would just kind of be chilling in each other's rooms. And it wasn't like this forced, awkward situation. It was just kind of chillaxing and shooting the breeze. And uh, it was just a wonderful feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, really didn't expect that. I thought maybe I'd click with one or two folks, uh, but everybody was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where you guys are close swapping and, you know, and, and, cuddling, <laughs> and cuddling late night uh, with, with Dean, you know, just lots of good stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lots, lots of good photos of the cuddling. Um, 
Yeah. So, and then I guess it was Saturday night, the, the beginning of the possum story. Uh, you know, I was just looking for something a little more, a little more comfortable to wear. I, I, I didn't enjoy the formal wear that I had with me. You know, I didn't, I didn't have the right belt. So it just felt funny. Yeah. So, um, somebody in our, in our patron group offered a, a, an alternate set of clothes for me and I tried them on. It was super comfy. And, um, yeah, then a possum pooped on it and had to do a, <laughs> had to do a costume change. Uh, <laughs> I now, might, I'll, I might have scared the possum into the hotel, <clears throat> maybe on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it was. And the timing was perfect. So it, it, there was Alan and a group of folks outside of the hotel and I guess they saw the possum and they were like, oh, we need to corral him away from the front door. But all it did was kind of scare it into the front door. And it was a baby possum. So it was able to fit under the front door. And uh, I was uh. just coming back from wherever the panels were doing something over there. And I didn't even know Alan and them were out there. And I'm walking by and I look down and I'm like, what the fuck? Is that a rat? Uh, Is that a, like uh. it's just moving so fast? So, of course, I'm chasing or whatever. And everybody's like, possum, oh, but it was super cute. Caught it with a cowboy hat, also loaned to me by another patron. So, <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting experience. Uh-huh. I also yeah. love how half the people like scream bloody murder, like, oh my God, this cute little thing's gonna kill me. And then the other half are like, well, clearly we have to catch it, name it, and make it our pet. That's, well, um, we, yeah, we, could, we couldn't find a badger. So it, it was the next best thing. We did threaten <laughs> We did threaten several times in this podcast to release a badger in Jordy Cod. And this was probably the, literally the next best thing we could have, uh, we could have done. So um, true. Yeah. My yeah. favorite game after that, though, is everybody I ran into that didn't see it go down. I would point to the poop on my dress and give them three guesses. If they could figure out what it was, I'll offer them 500 bucks. And nobody guessed possum poop. <laughs> like nobody, nobody went there. Uh, yeah. I actually, one of the Black Tower guys came up to me the next day. He's like, yeah, he came outside. He was like, guess what's on my dress? <laughs> like, Ketchup? Nope. Barbecue sauce? Nope. I, I throw up? I don't Nope. <laughs> possum poop? Bullshit. <laughs> yep, there were That's witnesses go ask. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, it was a good time. It's those unexpected mm-hmm. moments. I mean, the the planned panels you could go to, that's all cool and fun. It's the craziness that happens with too much alcohol and feral animals. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. You say the panels are fun, but when you walk in and literally three minutes later, you're kicked out with the quickness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> run away, run away! <laughs> I think yeah, we you're... are determined, we being myself and Chanel, that when we go next year, we will definitely get a room. And we're gonna make it first time reader room. Yeah, yeah that's the safe space. <laughs> yeah, and we'll yeah. call it the safe space. So, so like the non-watt panels, of course, were not spoilery. Like I went to Eden, I went to an expanse panel that was pretty good, but it had nothing to do with it. Was it was about expanse yeah. and expanse and, and, and Dune. Dune. Um, so yeah. it's a sci-fi it panel. Deep. It was cool, it was cool. Um, I mean, but, we did a couple, we did some of those things too. Like we we meandered, which was the best thing. Of course, I bought a bunch of stuff I had no <clears throat> business buying, but I'm supporting the <laughs> The local authors, like when you find a book that's seven bucks and it looks like it has some promise, what do you do? But yeah, roll it. the dice, go for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, right. yeah. And then when you find a book that's literally supporting giraffes, it's like, eh, I don't think I like giraffes. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> yeah. When you have a guy who's got a doctoral degree in U.S. history and he's written like science fiction novels in history, like oh, cool, that's cool. super cool. I'm like. You should know your stuff because you have a doctoral degree. 
So I'm going to trust you to write a good book. So I came home with a stack of books that mm -hmm. two, four, six books, all signed, personalized messages, pretty cool, supporting, nice. you know, the small guys that are trying to make their way. And then I don't know if you guys saw it, but I, when I was in with the vendors, I walked past a silversmith who had a medallion, a silver medallion with a wolf on it. And I'm like, yes. dude, what percentage of silver is that? He's like, no, that's, that's pure silver. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, no, seriously, it's pure silver. I'm like, dope. And then right around the corner was a woman making bookmarks with like charms. And one of those charms had a hammer on it. Nice. So I bought the silver medallion. <laughs> it, was, it had your name written all over it, man. It did. I took it over to the woman with the hammer medallion and had her clip the silver medallion on one end with the hammer on the other end. So now I have my own parent bookmark. Oh, that's nice. very cool. Like It's super dope. Like, I sent the picture in the group. Like It's really neat. I love it. Like that was the, like I said, it was the highlight of my trip, but that was a highlight. The highlight was getting to meet everybody that we see online in person like it's one thing to hear the voices and to interact online it's another thing to like get a hug from people like delusions or tree it's like these are real people like well i yeah. know that sounds stupid but yep. it's like I they're you. here they're in person and you get to meet the all of the others and i won't name names because you know some of them are part of secret societies and such that we can't talk about but to meet all of the cool people and just to interact and to be in that space and to to get to see people playing the game because you know there was a lot of that going on with the you know people that felt like they were celeb versus those of us who are just normal average joes and then yeah. <laughs> us being made to feel like we were celebrity that was kind of crazy too like yeah, i was, appreciate it was a little that. taste of that there was not, a little bit of it. I was, was not ready for that. No, it was really weird to walk in and see somebody wearing our shirt. Like I expected us to be wearing our shirt at some point, but to walk in and just see a random person wearing our floaty shirt it was like somebody yeah, actually cool. bought our shirt. Well, they they could have won it as a prize. They could have won it. Yeah, because they're wearing it. Yeah. Also, like that, ninety nine point nine percent of all of the people there were were huggers. And I'm oh, a hugger. Yeah. And now consent's still important, right? You don't just go around hugging everybody. But I essentially there got to hug consent. everybody. I, it was, nobody asked me. There was yeah. just arms wide. I guess the arms wide open before the grab Right, was you do the, the pause, like, ah, uh, and they're like, yeah, bring it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was kind of how I was. Yeah, and, and next year we will become more prepared and bring lots of ribbons. So we didn't have ribbons this year because, I, I mean, I heard about the ribbon thing, but I didn't know how yeah, we big, didn't know. I didn't know how big the ribbon thing was, but that's a big thing. It's, it's a big Dude, thing. There, there were uh, kids there that were like ribboned dead, dead. up, like like y'all did not get stoned. If you did, your parents should have a better eye on you. Yeah, it could be <laughs> medical, you know. It yeah. could be yeah. right. Yeah. So, hey, I will tell you, I um. I used some stuff and it cured back pains and stuff that I've been sorting through for months. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> everything's gone. Like at first I was a little frustrated because <laughs> I had to drive home. I was like, I can't focus to drive home because I just, my paranoia is I, I didn't realize what it felt like to have that hyper focus. Mm -hmm. um, and literally everything stood out to me. And I like would move focuses so much shift focus we made it where we needed to go there you go <laughs> i woke up that next morning and i'm like where's my back pain <laughs> it's gone like i was waiting for my friend <laughs> to pop the hotel. Up. 
And I was like, damn, it's gone. And then, you know, when we got home, it was still gone. So I tried some new acrobatic moves in the bedroom and it was phenomenal too. Probably hey. TMI, but hey. welcome to the channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know of at least three ribbons I'm going to do next year. So, um, but my, we might do more, but um, yeah. I've, I've got plans now. We were yeah, feeling I, it I out know, this year. Now that I know, I know it's like, I'm, I'm going to do this one. I'm going to do a sure one where it's just a sure. I mean, yeah, it has a logo on it. Sure. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to do one that says uh, easing the possum. And then I'm, I'm also going to do a team pater one, but that one I'm not going to hand out. I'm just going to hide it all like hide ribbons randomly all over the con <laughs> for people to find. <laughs> be perfect. So that that's going to be uh, a team pater uh, since we have the team pater merch. So yeah, sounds cool. So. Oh wait, no! I have one more thing. Oh, so, yeah, one more. Alan has a plan for us to actually do media stuff because we got media badges. So we're like, we got to do some media <laughs> stuff so we can hopefully we're, get media badges next year, right? We're totally so, not getting media badges next year. No. So <laughs> Alan, kind of Alan hands me the GoPro, mics me up, turns the GoPro <laughs> on. I mean, the little lights on, so I'm assuming it's on. And we go to one panel and I'm walking around getting different angles and I'm showing the screen and the panel and then the crowd's reaction. And I thought I really, I did a really great job. And I get back to the room and Alan's fiddling with it and he sticks it in there and he goes to pull up the file. That motherfucking GoPro was not even recording. <laughs> and that was like the longest panel I was at. It was over an hour. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's up to you, Alan. <laughs> well, then, and then on the voice recorder, I brought the wrong type of battery. So I couldn't, that, well, that went dead. So then I couldn't even replace that. So I was like, you know what? Um, so we're just going to take pictures of the phones and, and hopefully I can put something together. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Alan, Alan forgot to hit record. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> what? We're reading about technical difficulties. This, this, you guys giving me to passes and expect me to actually do something and not have complete disaster? Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm supposed to glitch out a video that you can't hear or see. And then, yeah. you know, hashtag JordanCon2022. I'll just put a bunch of wingdings in a Word document. Like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> uh, anyway. So um, it was great. It you guys, was. Yeah, it was fun. So uh, next, uh, you guys ready? Yeah. Next chapter? All yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. We have. All to. right. Yeah. Yeah. We could just talk about Jordan Con all night. I mean, we, we could do a whole like, bonus episode. You, like um, you all made it. I, I don't know who all is listening and who will listen, but it, I, we really had a good time. Chanel, she came out of her shell at that. I mean, for those that do not know who have not listened enough, Chanel is a huge introvert. She carried on more conversations at Jordan Con than I did, which is hard (laughs) to fathom because I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. But you know, she had what is her Allie? She had some really great conversations with Allie. Allie will be invited to our first time only room. (laughs) Yep. Like she's a ball of energy. Yeah, good conversations with Tree and Delusions, and you know, it's funny because she doesn't listen to the channel because she hasn't caught up to us, but she was like i feel like i know these people and i feel like they know me and it's super weird and <laughs> like yeah well, welcome well, to- they, they've been listening to you about about her since you guys started dating so <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> okay it, no, it's, it's very cool. it's all good um all right so let's jump right in uh chapter 46 another other battles other weapons mm. Hmm. Is it bad? I want to go back to the match after. I was like, eh, 46 yeah, is good. Well, but... Rand. 
God, it's a hearts yeah. and minds thing. It's uh, getting into the mm-hmm. politics of it. Yeah. The yeah. fighting's over, but the fighting's just begun. Good. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, it starts with Rand. Um, you know, he's... F- fighting with Avienda yeah. still. Fighting with Avienda. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's weak. Uh, but still still insist on going to conquer Kyrian because that's what he's supposed to do. Um, and Avienda tries to persuade him to stay and rest. And they get into a little little tidbit about it as he's trying to put his clothes back on and she's just sitting there watching no 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 oh then this different part he's not trying to put his clothes back on he's trying to find his clothes oh yeah he's like the dragon reborn the car car and can leave the tent if he can manage to find his clothes (laughs) and go and so he literally like tramples around looking through his stuff and he like grabs his sword and she's like you don't need that anymore like you've already like this is when he learns that um kuladin is dead Yes. I didn't want to skip over that because in his mind, he still had things left to do. Mm-hmm. He still doesn't know who killed Kuladin, which I can't wait for that moment well, to come was, up. There was a blip of it. Didn't they say something to him at the end of the last chapter? They, they did. But, but it was so much... quick. And he was in his whirlwind. Like he was, uh, he was you could tell it. he didn't really grasp onto it. He did he like, didn't. oh, wait, what? But like, then the conversation just kept going. So he was more I, in his loose Theron mind state than he was in his Randall Thor mind state. Agreed. I think this is the first time he's like, oh, wait a minute. He totally yeah. slipped out of character and into yeah. a whole nother train of thought at this point. Yeah. And he was battle enraged, caught by the power, and quote unquote mad. Yeah. So that's where I was going to go with that. So it's good you brought it up. Up like it seemed like this was the first time he was getting it. But to your point, because he was freaking out of his mind still loose there and in it coming mm-hmm. back from the power high all that jazz with the little blip he got before yeah so then we got avianda just chilling drinking her drink sippy sip sippy sip and his clothes are under her bosom i mean under her booty i mean either yeah. way he gets to move it <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the little the little kind of interaction there where you know he's trying to like convince avianda's like you should be watching me anyway that would be disgraceful lane she's like that's not a thing. I can watch if I want to. Like <laughs> that was hilarious. like you know she 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 may own you, but she doesn't own your image. Yeah, he's like, you don't know anything about wetlanders. I can't wait till you tell her that. <laughs> I can't wait till you tell her that, that we um <clears throat> had some fun. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. for that conversation because that's going to be an interesting one. I know we this is not the chapter, but. Um, I, it just kind of came to my mind in that ma- in that moment when she saw him out watching him, like how happy does she think that you know her friend is going to be that she literally sexed her man? No other way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Laid it down, and this is probably Rand's first. It was, I think. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, it was Rand's first. So, as far as we know, yeah. I mean, how is it going? Mm-hmm. I mean, how's Elaine going to stack up to that? Yeah, you got some theories. I mean, do you think it's be a cat fight? I think he's gonna be disappointed. I, you think they'd be oh, a cat you fight mean the between two? the two of them? Yeah. Um, do I think it's gonna be a cat fight? I think Elaine is too much of a lady to fight over it. I okay. honestly think that they're gonna share him. Like I, I think there's gonna be like some fealty pledged to some Elaine, sis- sister wife type thing going sister wife in it. Yeah. I mean, if Elaine becomes green and has multiple warders, one of them's already female. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah, come on, she's got to be down with, with that, you know. Yeah, 
Oh, Although I'm thinking she might like stumble into being a brown or something uh, like that. Uh, like that would be funny. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So Rand does find his clothes underneath Avienda. Um, and you know he actually yeah uh, gets his clothes. He's like funny, funny. Okay. <laughs> Give him a close. Uh-huh. He got me. Yeah, he got me. Uh, and then Rand rides out to Kyrian, accompanied by Avienda, which was hilarious when he was mounting and Asmodian. And Asmodian. Yeah. Got to, yep. got to put that in there. Asmodian has come up in the world. I actually, Asmodian's growing on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. becoming, I'm not going to say a favorite character, but he's not as disliked as he once was. You're not alone in the fandom. I, th- I think oh. he's making that turn. <laughs> I think he's realizing what's going on. He's like, all right, I could be down with this. Yeah. And I, he's, I, and he's slowly shedding the look of the Gleeman. I mean, it said he still had his harp or whatever, but he didn't have the Gleeman cloak. Mm-hmm. Like how soon until he's just a companion of Rand's and no longer this Gleeman? Yeah. I don't know if companion will ever be a word to describe Asmodian, but confidant, acquaintance, you know, I, I do see him getting a seat. He's definitely positioning himself because you're right. He's realizing very quickly that he needs to do so. So I will mm-hmm. give you that. But Rand, and this is nothing against Asmodian, Rand no longer trusts anybody except for the women in his life. He literally states that in this chapter. He's like... Actually, he states that he only trusts himself. <laughs> he only, you're right. He only trusts himself, but he appreciates right, the women right. for putting him in his place. And yeah. for an individual to allow somebody to put him in their place, there's a level of trust there. Correct. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he takes notice of how many shadow prisoners um, that have become Gaishan. Uh, and he worries about their loyalty at the Giatel, you know, the fact that they're not really guarded at that point because it's the shadow and he doesn't trust the shadow at all. Um, and he also sees a lot of uh, people that are supposed to be Gaishan, um, you know, wearing scarlet headbands. Shish, uh, was it Shishmom, uh, Swish Y Aman? Uh, and he actually asked what that means. And before he even answered, he's like, I already know what this means. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, so 20,000 Gashang, mm-hmm. all there, you know, sh- stripped down to nothing, waiting for orders. I, as the conquering person, I would be a little freaked out too. That is 20,000 people. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with them. Like, I'm sending them back to the waste. Yeah, I wore. I would scatter them, you know. Across but then you'd the have tell. But then he'd have tell. Like that's not how do you tell works. They're, they're maybe, being... maybe he's in defeat and he likes tow. No, maybe uh, maybe he's got maybe. fetish. Maybe he likes that tow. But I mean, he could give them a command. He can give them something to do and send them on their way. Right. Uh, I think so. In a normal situation, yeah, I, there'd be a lot of distrust there. But just I don't know. The vibe I get from the Aiel is that a vast majority of them would, because of their beliefs, you know, actually serve. I was more stuck on uh, when Rand was contemplating how, like, was he talking about the Aiel as a whole or just these folks that were essentially slaves to him? Just these folks that are essentially slaves to him. Right. And that that, that would be very weird. Like That they all pledged pretty much wearing that headband. Yeah, which was weird. That is, um, I, I don't know. That wouldn't that wouldn't sit very well with me. Yeah, yeah if you just but, conquer the people, and then all of a sudden, like they're 
I'll pledge to you. Like, it's like, I don't trust any of you. <laughs> well, no, 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 that was everybody. That wasn't just. Yeah, the, it wasn't um, just the Shido. Yeah, it was, it was other ones. The Shido had nothing on. That was everybody Okay, else. yeah, it was everyone else. Yeah, but still yeah. people that are deaf indentured or whatever. Still, still, it's a little strange. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think Awkward it position. comes down to their prophecies. I okay. mean, they are now considering themselves the spear of the dragon or the tip of the spear of the dragon. Yeah, the spear of the dragon, I think. Is what yeah. Yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, they're just recognizing their place, like they are there to ensure that the prophecies are fulfilled. Beyond that, there's not much to it. So I got I got to comment on one comment I just got in the in the chat, which I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree slightly. Uh, David Russell just said it's always awkward to accidentally start a cult, and as someone who actually did this in high school, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, D- the, the DDC, the, the DDC, the DDC <laughs> still lives on. <laughs> that was really to throw off the teachers, parents, then people kind no, of was, outside of our social. It started. That- it started with Patrick's mom um, because we were. I can't remember what we were doing. We were doing something. And his mom started like interrogating us, like, "Where are you going? What are you doing?" And like, "We're going to a meeting. What's the meeting? DDC. What does DDC stand for?" Dead deer cult. Dead Don't deer worry cult. about it. Bye. <laughs> We've already said too much. <laughs> yeah. We've already said too just, much. <laughs> and that was like the thing. If people were asking what we were up to, we we're like, oh, it's DDC business. DDC, can't talk about it. DDC business. Uh, it, uh, it really uh, was nothing, but just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Folks were convinced something was going on. Yeah. Like, what's all this DDC stuff? I was, I don't know. <laughs> Like we have no rules and really nothing that we know anything about besides a name. <laughs> Someone from the FBI is listening and just crossed it off his list and goes, well, that one was fake. Uh, we, we got him. We got him. <laughs> Send him in. Yep. Blue team go. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So they finally do get to Karian. And the first thing Ray notices is the four gates been burned down the ashes. There's nothing left of it. There's vultures and and you know birds flying above, ravens and vultures, and just uh, from all the death, he's just kind of, uh, you know, he's greeted by the sight of death. But as soon as he walks through the gates, it's a completely different story. Um, so outside the town or the city, it's just death everywhere and very obvious. And then as soon as he walks inside, just cheering crowds. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably be a Before little we jarring. go that far, I don't want to glance out. I, I want to go back. It's been a while since I've done this, but I think one of my one of my favorite quotes is here. Um, it's uh, Asmodian says it. He's chuckling. He says it is difficult to see the difference between oneself and one's enemy. They want to own the world, but it seems you already own a people, and that made Rand feel very uncomfortable. I mean, the, the but isn't that is better? The truth. There's so the people that want land for the sake of land and property for the sake of property, like to sh- to show that they're powerful versus someone that is just naturally or well i guess unnaturally in rand's case like a leader and people want to follow him um i'd i'd rather have the people than the things and the stuff you know true but i guess it was in the meaning of the word um shishwa aman which based on loose theron's memories and and what they understood is it implies ownership well yeah and that's the so part like that they I will literally fan. do whatever he says for them to do. It's not a democratic thing. It's a, it's a monarchy at this point. So yeah. I'm interested to see how he turns that. And this is where the destruction of the ideal world is going to come into place in their ways. I don't think it's going to be a physical destruction. 
he's just going to break down their understanding of life so much that they're not going to be themselves anymore. Yeah. The, the old ways are out. Yeah. Yeah. So riding in, like he said, he's cheered on by a ton of people. And then again, here's a situation where he's one of the people, but he, he doesn't own them. He is there as their savior, which honestly can be a scarier thought because yeah. now he's like the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and everyone's trying to, you know, touch the horses and he, he, like it even mentions that people are touching Asmodian thinking that he might be the dragon. Like, I mean, no one even knows who, who is actually the dragon. <laughs> they're all just trying to, you know, get close and, 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 you know, and they're, they're and super it, it's excited. Important, it's important to differentiate. You're saying everyone. Remember when he first comes in, it's the, it's the nobodies that recognize him first because he didn't come announced. Right. There wasn't this grand parade that, you know, the high lords and the whatever politicians mm, of how many would have wanted. Spear went with him? <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, no, so it was a parade in that sense. He was parading in, but it wasn't a welcoming parade like right the Karyanians wanted. It was the beggars, the street people, the the low lives that, you know, right. and the actual um, people. Yeah. And so they were just like super welcoming and fawning over him and touching Esmodi and touching everybody they possibly could. Mm-hmm. In contrast to when they finally run into what's his face, I don't I even Lord care to re- million. I don't even care yeah. to remember his name. <laughs> falls off of something. Yeah. Um, but anyways, and he was like, "Oh, had we known, you know, we would have had a a parade and a welcoming, like befitting somebody of your stature, sort of thing." And Rand's like, "Oh no, I I had that. They were very welcoming. Yeah, yeah. this is great. And this is great. It just confused the guy. Like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever." <laughs> He's like, we would have kicked all the riffraff out and had only noble people greet you. And it's like, oh, yeah. no, I, I want the people. Like, no, screw you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, everyone was excited, but in different phases and different people at different times. Sort of right. Thing. Yep. And then they make their way to the palace, uh, the Sun Palace. Um, yeah. And Rand gets to the palace and he is greeted uh, by the remaining Ty- Tyrian high lords. Um, you know, and 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 they get angry then for Million going and greeting Rand without them. You know, it's all a bunch of nobles getting upset about, you know, whose dick's bigger kind of thing. Pretty much. <laughs> Play a little. How have they not heard anything about Rand at all? Like, how has has there been no intel about what he did in Tear? Like, shouldn't they know what's coming? Yeah. Like, does Rand really need to walk in there and be like, "By the way, everything's changing. Mm-hmm. Don't be too comfortable in your seat." Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd be surprised if Rand just leaves things the way they are, you know, right. I've, I've got ideas about his plan for the throne. Right. And and he puts them off balance. Like I said, by, by smiling, by smiling warmly to them, you know, and just being like, okay, cool. I'm this fine. Great. And this is fun. I, I, I like the fact that he, first off, it makes the fact that he's become really comfortable with having Moraine around and the advice that she gives him. Because oh, yeah. he recognizes that there is some value to the lessons that he's been learning. Mm-hmm. And that that is what he used to kind of throw them off. He's actually playing the game now. He was so adverse to playing along. And now he's realized the benefit <coughs> and taking advantage of those moments. He's like, you know what? If I've got to play, I'm going to play it my way. And I'm going to turn these people on themselves. I'm going to turn them on their heads. I'm going to make them think. I'm going to make them wonder. He's like, 
for every one thought I have, they're having 20,000 thoughts. Like everything's racing through their mind at one time. One grin, one head nod, one handshake sends them spiraling into assumptions. He said, that's where I want them to be. I want them to be uncomfortable at all time because that's going to stop them from lashing out at me. For now. For now. Temporarily. <laughs> this this Days to Mars shit's so ingrained in him. Like, if he's not careful, he's going to get outplayed. I actually think it would have been better to come in with a huge power play right off the bat. He's got these huge armies with him and behind him. Uh, he just had this huge demonstration of power and how they won the battle. Now would be the time to just come in and straight up tell him, be like, your reign is over. This is who I'm putting in charge. I don't want to hear shit out of you. By the way, half of your shit, you know, while you're sitting up here comfortable while the battle was being fought and everybody down there was dying and the whole four gate got destroyed. Yeah, we're, we're taking all of your shit and we're using it to rebuild for the people sort of thing. Yeah. Like if that's the route he's going to go, and I'm not saying it is, be cool if you did <laughs> but not cool if you did I, I think the power play right up front might have been better and have a plan and have people that are loyal to you on your side to be looking with eyes and ears for the people that are going to try and buck and nip that really quick you know yep and next he's led into the grand hall of the sun where the sun again grand hall of the sun where the sun throne is you know, like and have a seat and he immediately refused it. <laughs> he's like, that shit, that shit looks uncomfortable. Yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, wow. there's your so first there. big flower power move though. Yeah. Yep. He sees the throne as I like, bring me a chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got a lazy boy, something that reclines. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, bruh, just bring me a chair with some cushions on it. I mean, that in and of itself kind of shows his stance. He's for the people. He's not trying to be their king. He's just right. there to lead them into the right path. Yeah. And that, that puts a hush around the entire crowd, though, of noble makes. They're like, uh, what? Yeah. But it, it mean, might it even be, it might even be more than that. Like, I, you know, eventually, yes, somebody's going to sit on the throne, but it's not like he's going to sit there and stay there. Right. And the message that maybe he's trying to give is, I'm above that. This is just a step along my path. You know, whoever sits in this throne, that's great. I'm going to pick them, but they're going to serve me. Well, I'm thinking you about know? it. It's the Tarians that came from the tier, right? That throne. Yeah, the Tyrians had come to they save. So, from... so they raised their flags all over Kyrian. Like but they, they came from the, the tier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's established his kingdom pretty much there. So he's made sure. two great statements. First off, he did make the statement, like Ian said, like, I, I'm not going to take this throne. This throne is mine, but I'm going to put the person in place that's going to be here might even return it back to the royalty that was here because he does make that play when he's like, why did the Karians hang back? He said, though the Tarians came here to help, there's no reason for the Karians to hold themselves in the rear. Let everyone sort themselves by rank, everyone. So he put them now on equal status. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a reminder to the people from Tyr, like, I own you, you will follow me, and I will go back and claim that seat if need be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah he's got a greater kingdom hey right a greater kingdom getting them to start to think not just tear and karian like you guys are now people of the dragon like, and then is... on top of that to kind of back that up when he went up to claim the the seat and not the throne he didn't allow anybody with him but the maidens right yeah just a powerful visual 
just in case you all were wondering <laughs> Gigantic what the actual finger. pecking order is, you guys <laughs> think you're the shit and you're all lined up by rank over there. Yeah. These people are with me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, he does, he does allow the Chiron nobility to come sit in the rightful place. Then, then, I mean, the next order is a big one too. I mean, he orders that all the Tyrant flags that fly by mm-hmm. the city, you know, they can, they can stay. He said, that's fine. But I've seen just about as equal amount of dragon banners, take all of them down except for one and then give those back to the Kyrian banners. Yeah, he's like, I leave the fly biggest, the baddest highest. motherfucker up as high as you can because <laughs> we are all under one banner and it is yeah, mine. mine. You can fly all yours that you want to, but you will obey. Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, um, was it in the movie 300 where the Persian king, what, what's his name? Or God, he considered himself. Uh, the Perseus, like when he, yeah, when he's like making the offer to him, he's like, Oh, you know, you're a great general, that's fine. Yeah, you could yeah. still be general, you could still be Sparta. He's like, I'll you let you do, keep your you land. Could, you could still be you. Everything, all you got to do is bend over, take a knee. <laughs> so, continue to do your thing. He's not trying to like, he's assimilating, but not trying to like make him change too much. He's like, Yeah, you be you, and that worked very well for you to serve me. It worked very well in a lot of places for them. They conquered a lot because of that exact same. They assimilated. They took on the parts of the people that they thought were important. They put in their own stuff and they moved on. They also like married in and created a bunch of babies. That way, yeah, yeah, they didn't have to worry about it. Somewhat different, but kind of similar. And the persons that worked for them, I mean, it's been used commonly in history. Genghis Khan, that's one of the reasons why he was able to conquer the Mongols, Mm -hmm. where he conquered so much is because when they would show up to a new town or city that had a wall behind it, they had a system and everybody knew about this and they'd raise a flag. And I can't remember what colors they wore. It was like a green flag. I'm just making this up now, but it was a green flag. They would fly up. And that means if you surrender now, everything just keeps on the same. You just are under Mongol control and everything's hunky dory. Everything's fine. They get 24 hours for you to open the gates up. If you didn't, they're like, all right. So the next day they'd raise, let's say the yellow flag. I mean, just stop like colors. It was different colors, but, and they said, okay, well now, since you refuse that offer, um, if you don't, if you open now, only the men of fighting age will be slaughtered and your women, children will be fine. And if they didn't open the gates, then the third day they rose the red flag, which meant our black flag, which meant everything, um, everything's going down. Everybody's going to die. Um, <laughs> and if you don't open the and now we're coming in, I don't Choices. care. So, yeah, and they would go to slaughter so, every woman, child, and man inside the whole entire village or town. Um, that word spread throughout all the lands. And as Genghis Khan's army would show up, they'd usually just open the gates the first day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. Uh, hey guys, it's like, wait, we can tell them you. that we, we, we obey them and then they'll leave. Yeah, that just makes too much sense. I mean, hey, why not? We're just average people. We don't raise care. raise one flag a little bit higher than ours. I could do that. Yeah. Small tax, easy peasy. Yep. So, um, but yeah, that was um, a, a tactic that Genghis Khan um, had used, and it was quite effective. And hence, why the Great Horde was able to spread from basically one of the largest empires ever mm-hmm. during during his and. Uh, Kublai Kai's Khan's uh, Kublai Khan's uh, rule until yeah. they lost their entire fleet trying to go after an army going after Japan. Yeah, but that's history. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on, um, yeah, I mean, and and also there's a little note of a nod to Moraine here. Um, you know, where he agrees with Miranda's advice. Um, you know, for Rand to take the oaths of fidelity, fidelity to all of the um, uh, nobles present. You know, as much kinda... as it annoyed him. 
yeah. <laughs> he sat back and allowed them all to come up and go, we want to kiss your hand. Yeah. Yeah. But it immediately, I mean, that locks in a certain amount of followers. You're not going to have everybody. There's still going to be people working behind the scenes to undercut you, but it's going to lock in a big chunk. Yeah. And of yeah. course, his whole thought is, I need to get this over with so I can go after Samael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's still trying to get down with that. Yeah. And, and even uh, he, not only is he kind of gets it loose, Theron, though, agrees that the, I take the oaths. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's having these internal monologues with, his past self and they're answering back no don't get me wrong i talk to myself all the time and i answer myself back if if that's crazy then it's crazy but it's never in a different voice with a different train of thought with a a history it's Mm -hmm. typically my same voice or at least how i think i sound with the same train of thought telling me you know have some confidence you're right even when i'm absolutely wrong you're still right Keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah. but, but didn't Rand go through all those flickers where it was like, I went again, lose Theron. I went mm-hmm. again, lose Theron. I went, I went again, lose Theron. Theron. Uh-huh. Wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, a normal person like talk to the voice in their head and be like, bro, you're, you're a fucking a loser. loser. <laughs> like <laughs> You've lost almost an infinite amount of times like over and over again. Why would I listen to your advice? <laughs> this is the time where I decide not to listen. I keep full control of myself and we win i think yeah. that's going to be the linchpin right rand if is going to if all of lose lose theron's decisions ultimately led to him losing lose he's a loser lose. <laughs> shouldn't you just do the opposite of everything Sad. that voice suggested your head uh-huh. yep it's <laughs> like wait you told me what did you say to do again all right okay and now we're gonna do the yeah. other thing i'm sure yeah. there's a lot of wisdom there but like maybe you know towards the end book 13 whatever somewhere way like in the future here Rand finally has that thought of like look bro you make some good mm-hmm. points but i'm gonna do things differently so maybe long. part of maybe part of him going crazy is the trying to fight like committing himself to one him. woman like lose is all about one woman three. yeah so um you know his plan now is to get ready to go attack samuel uh do you think that that's gonna happen soon you think that's going to be his next move? No. Nope. You think that's where we're going? Oh, okay. Where do you think we're going? At what point in these books have the characters gone, all right, this is where I want to go, and this is how I plan to get there, and when has that ever worked out? Never. Never. That That's my train of thought, too. I'm more interested in he's starting to realize and pay attention to Moraine's tr- true objective. He's like, there is something in those wagons because it was a thought but it was yes. a, a fleeting thought there's something in those wagons that are more that is more important than the mission that i'm currently on so i need to know what that thing is i need to know why that thing is so important and how that's going to impact the the end mm-hmm. yeah. so i have a feeling that once he kind of heals and he's able to to clear his th- thoughts and moraine tries to make her move to leave He's going to go, okay, well, let's, let me accompany you. Let me, let me take some people and, and go with you. And I, you know, I need to meet up with the Aes Sedai on my side anyway. You know, I think that's his next power move is to try to pull in the big players that can help him in this battle. If he was smart, that would be what he'd be doing is to, to take and, you know, enhance his army. Okay. Yeah. I, so I'm, think think, I'm, go back I'm thinking. Parent. I'm thinking towards the end of this book, it has 
he gets derailed in his mission of what he wants to do because of what Marine has in that cart and who's driving the cart. Cause Jordan keeps kind of every now and then touching back on that. And even talking about how Rand, you know, knows that the, the cart driver, I always forget, I forget names. I'm horrible with them, but um, knows he's a dark friend. Surprised he's still there. Like there's kind of a standing order to let him escape as long as he doesn't take anything with him, blah, blah, blah. And we know, like you said, what's in that cart, Rand may not know 100% what it is, but it's very precious to Moraine. Um, and then we also know we have a, a chapter coming up called Choices. Mm-hmm. And it's probably going to be like the next couple chapters of Rand's perspective. He's got this full-fledged plan on how he's going to go take on Samuel. And then something wacky is going to happen with the cart or something like that. And he's got a choice. Like, okay, do I help Moraine with her mission or do I go do what I wanted to do? Because yeah. Choices. Choices. Yeah. There we go. Or maybe he's like trip and fall like onto one of the things in the cart and it just zaps him into some other reality. Hmm. I'm like, damn it. I'm fighting a different battle. Interesting. Uh any other thoughts from oh yeah, we I mean we did talk about uh we skipped over most of the Gadir stuff, but you just mentioned it a little bit. Yeah. So. Did did you uh I, I know we've asked before, do, do you have any speculation on what Moraine inside the wagons is looking for? Well, I think we know that she's got a couple of the seals. Okay. I feel well, like and came does she have that thing that Matt door went frame. through? I was going to say it. She's got to have the door frame. The too. one that grants wishes. Like, and that could be a very easy way for um, the Amberlynn seat to be able to channel again. I was thinking the same. If she could go into it and ask for it, like. That would be a good way to reverse it. Yeah. And then she could channel without the restriction because she's no longer eyes to die. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's still the most powerful piece. But yeah, if there's seals, that's, I guess, important. <laughs> not like, I, the eyes, I feel I, not like, like the eyes that I know what to do with the fucking seals or how to keep them from breaking. I mean, when no. they, just get, they just get look at them, be like, I got one. Here, look <laughs> at it. I don't know. I also feel like it's about time that people start linking back up for a little bit. At least the ladies need to get back together and they need mm-hmm. to, you know, come together with the eyes that I. I could almost see the wise ones joining them at some point. Okay. Yeah. Just with the amount of books ahead of us, I'm just, I don't have a lot of confidence of the band getting back together. Maybe onesies and twosies here and there. You know, Matt's probably by the end of this book going to go off and do his own thing. I agree with that statement. I was just about you know, to say the same thing. Definitely has the potential to run into other folks while doing that. But I think his little band is about to go on an adventure. Yep. The greatest adventure. <laughs> yeah. Anything else in these chapters? We've only gotten through one of them, but no. Yeah. All right. Chapter 47, The Price of a Ship. And our icon is the elephant. Um, I didn't say the icon last time. What was it? I can't remember. Uh, it's just the eye symbol. Or like the old symbol with the, the yin-yang looking thing. So it's the elephant for this one. It's a, a sederit. Elephant. Sederit. Sederit. What do they call them? Sederit. Sederit. I think they call them. Yeah. So let's get started here. It's a, a naive and a lane point of view. We start with a naive. Uh, naive is in her wagon at the circus, and they've been there for what a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing their um, thing. They're doing their thing. Um, they're waiting, they're on waiting ship for news. Waiting on ship news, um, so they can finally leave to go to Saladar. Um, and she's been having some nightmares the last few days about Magedian and the Prophet and Brigitte shooting arrows at her and not missing. <laughs> <laughs> which is terrifying um and of elida being in charge in sadar 
I will say this is one time where I am appreciative of uh, the italic not missing because when I listened to it, I didn't catch the not missing part. Mm-hmm. It, in my mind, like not missing meant she hit the board. But what she really meant was she was shooting her with arrows. Right. Yeah. And like it, it, it didn't dawn on me until I like looked at the book and read it. I was like, well, damn, that sucks. Like she is having nightmares for real. And mm-hmm. let me say this before we even get started. I said it before, but nobody else was listening. Ian, I'm pulling a you. This is a long chapter full of absolutely nothing. And it all felt so predictable. Yeah. Nothing surprised me. I think I even said before, like somehow Galad's going to end up going with them or something, which we, we don't get that out of this chapter, but I'm almost going to double down on that. Like, oh, yeah. He helps some fight down the pier and then inevitably gets on the ship with him. Because and then they're definitely going to Camelin. Right. He's going to yeah. have to forsake his oath to the white, which will probably be the first time he ever breaks one. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, there's a hierarchy of things in his mind <clears throat> and his loyalty to Elaine in his mind will was always above any other oath he might have given. And the queen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. So, I, like, in his mind, he he's not going to be breaking any vows. But, yeah, some people might get pissed at him for it. So. The real issue mm-hmm. is going to be, I know, we're, we're leaving this chapter. The we're really at the end, Alan. When he gets on the boat and then he realizes that they're not going home. Yeah, but I think he'll get his way. I he's don't. just, who's going to stop him? Who's not? He's there too. I to die. Uno. Did you get Tom? Me now. Like Tom. So Lane's not going to use the get power against him. Stop me now, because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. <laughs> anyway, back to where we and were. If so... Elaine won't use the power against him, <clears throat> Nynaeve can't, because she can't get angry at Glad because he's so dreamy. He is. So in truth, anxiety and lack of sleep were the only part of what made her mood vile this morning. The others were such minor things, but they were realities. A pebble in your shoe was small compared to having your head cut off. But if the pebble was there and the chopping block might never be. That's an interesting perspective. I, I have to say that this is probably the first time where I felt like Nani was really losing it. Like her, her grip and her control, she realized she's completely gone. She even has thoughts in this chapter about you know, I am, I was, I may still be the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm skipping ahead, but the fact that she's having these reoccurring thoughts, she's really lost her confidence. She's lost her sense of self yeah. and, you know, making mountains out of molehills or, you know, comparing a pebble to having your head chopped off. Mind you, a rocking issue is annoying after a while. You know, you deal with it and you keep it moving. Uncertain death. This is not something you can really deal with. So, yeah, but if you're out on a trail in Virginia and you got a rock in your shoe, you don't go, Well, I don't want to stop and get the rock because a mountain lion might attack me. And <laughs> the mountain lion attack is not a 0% chance, but it's so <laughs> infinitesimally small, you might as well take care of the pebble exactly. and not worry about that shit that's really not going to be an issue. So, I guess that's what she's battling with. Although, yeah. one thing I'll add to your point is I still think all of that is very necessary. This naive coming to grips like what she can't control and what she can i think it's part of that process hopefully of her unlocking her abilities down the line uh, the but thing. it but it may get worse before it gets better it probably will get worse before it gets better because she's still trying to hold on in some ways you know and how weird is this for her like some very important shit needs to happen for them to get out to, to get out of there and 
she's gone two different routes to give her good chances to try and get this ship. But now she's just waiting. Mm. Like there's nothing else she can do but wait. And that's that's got to be very odd for naive. Wait and, and wear pretty anxiety. dresses that show off too much bosom. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was going to ask you what you about Val and Luca like sliding the, the new threads to her. Like, hey. If you have to do a thing, best you get used to it. I never thought I'd hear Nynaeve say, all right, I'm just going to kind of submit to what has to be done. Like, she's always been the headstrong, I'm going to have my way. And then we have Val and Luca going, I like you in this color today. And I like you in that color today. And well, you need three more dresses because clearly it's just not enough for you to have two. And, you know, fabric probably costs a lot of money and colored fabric costs more money. And he's throwing these gifts at her and he's really amping her up and, and treating her the way he would somebody that's special. So mm-hmm. I, I have some personal experience with when the internal struggles get so loud and difficult, like you, you don't have any capacity for anything external. So a lot of your answers to anything ever posed, he was like, sure. Yeah, whatever. Fine. Just path the least resistance. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to argue with you. I can't. Mm-hmm. So it could be a little bit of that, or, you know, maybe because she has all this self doubt, it's a little reassuring to have somebody that's doting upon her to kind of help shore yep. up that confidence that she's losing i don't think she's really into him in any way though yeah i mean but speaking I of arguing she's using him arguing elaine and her just having at it like nonstop for the last few days it says too so they've yeah yeah so yeah. She, she's dealing with that i think she's taking that out on elaine or i don't know it's just oh, uh, yeah. it's a very it, tense situation if you're going to wear a dress in that fashion elaine you should not sit so it's indecent I mean, she's picking at little stuff. You're in the wagon, just the two of you. So what is she showing a little something off? Like, you, you're not interested in it, question mark. And <laughs> I don't know. I I kept my legs crossed. I mean, that's the decent thing to do. Yeah. I mean, but if you need to air it out, because sometimes you just got to. That's gotta... when you get up and go for a fart walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just put a little bounce in your step and the dress kind of wafts it away. And... Yeah. <laughs> He wouldn't know. I mean, he wears dresses a lot. So I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a time enough. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Egwene's definitely stepped fully into herself and she's gained a new confidence that she didn't have before. And I think it has a lot to do with her being able to do something naturally that is bringing her a lot of attention that isn't because of who she is. And it's not the use of the power. Like she's tightroping and she's bringing a lot of people to the show she's putting on a great show nobody knows who she is nobody knows that she has the power and she's not using it so that right there just has given her a a depth of confidence and then she's at the point where she's like this wagging is wagon is confining she's feeling constrained by being in a space with Nynaeve Mm -hmm. as to where at one point she didn't really want to leave the others yeah so Kind of seeing some shifts in the characters a little bit. What do you think about Egwene showing up in their in both their dreams? Kudos to her because she's definitely been working on trying to a enter people's dreams without. Yeah, this is in their dreams, not Teleron Riyadh, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then b the the span of space that she had to travel and time, if you want to put it that way, to get there. Yeah, so, they realize they've both been having the same dreams. So is this Teleron real? 
Uh, could be McGiddy and fucking with him. Okay. No, I, it was too specific, I think. It's updating Rain on his victory and Karyon. It's, I mean, that's it, still around Riyadh. <laughs> Is it? Well, I mean, like, for, like, Egwene to come and tell them about events that are happening outside their knowledge. That's not, like, I guess, like, the chance of both having prophetic dreams? I mean, I don't know. I mean, let, I'll let you guys just do your own theories. Go ahead. <laughs> well, like, so, I mean, I guess you can see others' dreams when you're in Talon Riyadh, but... Be- I mean, you can go into people's dreams. That's a good point, but that's really dangerous. They've talked about that before. Yeah. I, well, that was my that's question. I thought very, that's very what Egwene was doing. No? I, I mean, it, it might be. be. I thought she was stepping out of her dream. Well, I guess that is Talon Wait, wait, wait. There. So if not, then that means without the ring, both of these ladies are able to go into Talon Riyadh. So is this something they developed no they're not in it she's in it and she's seeing their dreams no so if they're not going in and tell around Riyadh, then Egwene is going into their dreams exactly that's how i understood it at least that's why i was assuming Egwene was going into their dreams but i didn't consider the fact that they could be slipping in and tell around Riyadh without uh, yeah but that would imply that they're dream walkers as well like the others and they, well, and they could be i mean it's just an it, even, even Chandlers that aren't natural healers can still heal a little bit. That's so like true. it's possible with, with certain training, you can you can learn a little bit of everything maybe. But well, I guess I'd have to reread that passage. I didn't really focus on that question you asked there, Alan. Like yeah. how was that interaction taking place? Well, how dangerous is that then? Because then Morgadian could literally attack them while they sleep in their dreams because they're allowing their dreams to slip into a space that shouldn't be. Yeah, true. If they are able to tell around Riyadh without the ring and not intentionally, they need to start paying better attention to what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, so they need to learn how to how to ward their dreams. Mm-hmm. Is that even possible? Yeah, Marine did it. Yeah, so Rand they need to they yeah. need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. We're slipping into dangerous territory now. Yeah, and at this point, Elaine convinces Naive that they should, they should use the ring. To go and try to attempt to meet with Egwene again, but Nandi is terrified that they might she might encounter Megiddian if she does that. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. I, I think one thing <laughs> it we is also what joke, it is. Yeah, we we have to go back to the whole conversation about the Shanchen refugees mm-hmm. and Shanchen in general. We realize that this conversation is coming up more and more, so. Not in this book, but in the next book, I think they're going to have a, a prevalent place. Okay. So that's and those are going to be heavy Matt chapters. I think Matt's yes. going to get involved with them. This might okay. be a Matt book. It might be a Matt and Perrin book. Yeah. We haven't seen Perrin in a minute. Instead of Sean no. Chan, it's going to be Matt Chan. They're, they're going to rename it. <laughs> I, I will give this spoiler: Perrin will be in the next book, guys. Okay. Yeah. Like if, if not still in this book. If not still in this chapter, fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, so now you know what it's going to be at the very end of the book. The last paragraph is going to be like some internal monologue of a parent perspective for like a paragraph. That's going to be it. Yeah, exactly. And the honeymoon was fantastic. Right. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More to come in the next book. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so, excuse me. How horrible would it be? To get to that thought and then 
that book not be out yet like I feel for all of you people that read this book back in the 90s or whenever it came out like it was bad enough having to wait on the next Harry Potter book but at least they kind of finalized those a little bit but these books get left on the biggest cliffhangers ever and after meeting you all and like feeling your energy I don't know how y'all survived an entire year or whatever it took for him to get the next book out I would be yeah luckily luckily the only book I had to wait on was the last one because when I picked up the series they they were the only last book was the last one that was still not ready yet yeah so it's the only one I had to wait on um but it was like pretty much once I got done with the series it was out within a couple months so it wasn't that bad um yeah so um at this point Birgitta uh she enters the wagon uh without knocking and she rushes into the wagon and mm-hmm. boom instant argument between naive yep. and, at least naive is finally given up on trying to be her her slave that's good she no longer feels guilty about bringing her into this world well <laughs> she's not acting like that little sick puppy dog at her ankles like you know <laughs> you know did we talk she might about still this, feel guilty Ian? but how did she manifest the physical body who brigitte brigitte this is where i have to give you your props on the whole time continuum and and really stepping into and out of different times yeah like times and maybe the multiverse type theory yeah or, or yeah. the aiel and the end of the last chapter who was it avienda somebody was talking about how like maybe the aiel will disappear when he leaves this world and like they're just part mm-hmm. of Rian's dream or something like that Right. Yeah. So is the world we're in now just some kind of dream world, or mm. I don't know, man. Yeah. Maybe chip, they shifted. Uh, what's it called? What's it called when people that have the multiverse, um, like conscious shifting, like when you're when you, it's like one of the explanations that people give, like conspiracy theories, and why there's uh the Mandela Mandela effect is because of conscious shifts, like that we actually, yeah, shift between bodies in different parallel universes and our memories yeah. are I not mean, wrong. I mean, it's very similar, like 99.99% similar, but then there are certain things that are just, are just off. Just off. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of the conspiracy theories around it. Then also they've done um, um, a uh, studies on that and how horrible the even actual memory is. And that's usually why. <laughs> it's just I, know, I know mine's bad. So I, it's, I it's argue that. like you can, uh, they, they've done it before for like crime studies, like where they show like a crime scene uh, where a guy was wearing a blue shirt and then they say certain things inside the interview to suggest like a green shirt or whatever, but like very subtly. And then they ask you like a week later, like what color is the shirt guy, the guy wearing? And you saw the, you got to see the whole video. He's like, oh, he's wearing a green shirt. Definitely hundred percent. Like, huh. like, no, it was a blue shirt. Like, and you are like, will die on the you know to your grave saying it was a different color shirt like there's the human memory is very easy to like memories are just in general mm-hmm. not yeah. great um so and, and they tend to change over time uh to fit whatever your you want them to narrative, fit. <laughs> narrative your, yeah. your ego yeah needs from it they've done sure. studies about it and it's it yeah it's one of those things where it just happens um yeah, human, humans are pretty bad about that. Uh, so. Or we're genius because we want to make ourselves feel great all the time. So exactly. we just turn the bad stuff into good things and the good things into even greater moments. As, as Everybody I, wants as, to be the hero of their own story. Yeah. As I as I quote the, the Matrix, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> 
So my memory's gonna be racing. I'm gonna put back into the yeah, well, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, well, um, where were we? So yeah, so Brigitte and oh yeah, so Brigitte takes Elaine out, Elaine out to uh stop the quarreling between the two of them, and Brigitte turns to Elaine and tells tells Elaine and Nanive that Tom and Julian are back in Samara. Kind of ends that conversation. So yeah, let's show up to Tom and Julian. That's, yeah, yeah. Let's so go there. It starts getting a little more exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colin knew every merchant's guard by his first name, and she certainly had no secrets from any of them. Brigitte smiled, tightened, and I knew a woman like you once, Manethia or Mathina. Excuse me. Looked down on every man too, and even had a poor fellow executed for coming on her by accident Giggity. while she swam naked, which. Giggity? How do you accidentally do that? Anyway, <clears throat> she had never been kissed until Zahara stole one from her. You thought she had discovered men for the first time. She became so besotten, Zahara's had to go live on a mountain to escape her. Watch out for the first man to kiss you. One has to come along sooner or later. That was a saucy moment. I think this is the first time mm-hmm. we're having a real conversation about... um like serious nudity and and um you know accidental coming <laughs> in the in a whole jordan in huh? jordan's book so far so i didn't want to skip over that part and now we can go to tom and julian showing up looking like they got their backsides handed to them mm-hmm. yeah because they had sworn to obey them and were not given permission to go but they went <laughs> so <laughs> Hey, it's a gray area. We didn't ask you permission to go, and you didn't tell us we couldn't go. So, look, Nynaeve went off by herself. So, come on. And technically, they're doing their jobs. I mean, for them to be able to protect them, they got to know what's going on. So, they're doing what they know how to do. They're using the connections they know how to find. And yeah, both of them are looking kind of rough, though. (laughs) Well, I don't think it was necessarily their individual faults. All hell is breaking loose. Like it's it's riots, it's it's going crazy. So mm-hmm. they definitely got caught up in it. Yeah, I can gr- tell you. Even though we we figure this out literally in a few paragraphs, in my mind I was like, this has something to do with the ship. I think the chapter title might have mm-hmm. that may have sparked that thought into my but mind. Yeah. May have peppered so it a they, little bit. They started it pretty much. Like oh, like even that that's where it all started. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I didn't I didn't get there until Galad showed up and they started talking. I mean, when you yeah. have like a thousand pounds of gunpowder here and you got a boy with a match standing two feet from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all yeah. it takes is one moment of curiosity and yeah, yeah. Yep. Boom. Yeah. That's kind okay, of yeah. I mean, that's a horrible picture. But that's that was exactly where my mind went. Was they were just looking for a reason to fight, and it was handed to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. And Samara, she's got two factions some... that don't like each other going after the next yeah. available ship. Yeah, <laughs> said, Samar's Samar's right now is like a school of silver pike around a chunk of bloody meat. There are mobs in the street everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're going yeah. nuts. Or if you can't picture that, you know, think about all the things we've been taught about piranhas. You know, yeah. when they go in their feeding frenzy, just going nuts. Yep, exactly. So, but yeah, so Uno comes running in. It's like, I found the ship, um, but there's rides everywhere. So, um, and White Cloaks have the docks. 
and the white cloaks are the dogs and the prophet's ready to burn the whole city to the ground to kill all the white cloaks and yeah things are good kind of, kind of a little hairy out there <laughs> all right cool you found a ship let's go he's like oh you can't get there from here <laughs> and then Brigitte's like and by the way everything looks to be on fire there's like smoke rising from the city like all the things that could go wrong have gone wrong like Murphy's Law has come into effect and you know shit's literally being burned keep living life you will stop being surprised by shit like that I'm surrounded by Murphy's Law I expect it at this point if it could go <laughs> wrong it will mm-hmm. go wrong yeah you just learn to embrace it. Yeah. A lot less stress that way. Uh, and, and in the midst of all this, <clears throat> we still see Nynaeve grasping for some type of control and to show that she's in charge of the situation. And she's mm-hmm. having this back and forth battle with Egwene and really with herself, by herself. Yeah. And Elaine's still trying to put a cold compress <laughs> on Tom. You're like, oh, Tom, you're too old to be doing this. Come mm-hmm. on, Tom. Come on, Debbie. Put that cold compress on your forehead. (laughs) Come on, Marshall Dillon. You'd be all right. This is definitely solidifying this idea that Tom is really her father. Like, I, I, because it's making it so obvious, I feel like that's the wrong thought. Either he is her father or he's going to be her daddy. Uh, (laughs) She she could call him daddy one way or the other. Uh, again, I, I still have my my dream of the Pegasus of the unicorn, you know, coming uh, okay. in and mm-hmm. swooping up Moraine and you know Tom the the White being the savior of the day. But well, remember something happened for Mergaze to boot Tom out and be pissed at him. This is true. Who did he knock the boots with? He cheated. I like that. So are we implying that he knocked the boots with Moraine early on? I don't know, man. That would be hairy because that. How would Elaine a, feel about that if she finds that out? There was like a feel of familiarity in the very first book between the two of them that has been glanced. Didn't she, over didn't she call since. him Master Bard initially? And yes. he was like, "Oh no, but I'm just a lily gleeman." Yes, that's yeah, she, true. She knew who he, who he was. Easter eggs. Now it would be crazy going back to reality if that ended up being a real thing. Like, I definitely just, anyway, sure. that would be crazy. Sure. Totally. I, don't, I don't think there's unicorns in the time. Rhinoceros. <laughs> I mean, we've got elephants and everything else. Oh, good point. There could be rhinoceroses. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's a narwhal. Yeah. It's a we narwhal. Have how many books to go? Unicorns. I still feel like real dragons are going to come up at some point in time. Yeah. Probably not, but. Yeah. Yep. Yep. One can hope. Yeah. So okay, who walks in next? So more like strolls up. You're talking about Uno? No, we're we're past the Uno thing. Yeah. Oh, Galad. We, we know. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Being. Strolls yeah. in. Yeah. Comes on in. Says, "Hey, got shit for you." All the women are peering <laughs> at him. They're all mm-hmm. drooling a little bit. You know, the wives are looking over the shoulders of their husbands as as they embrace them in a hug. It's no. Fabio coming in, waving his hair <laughs> in the wind. Yeah, Fabio gets hit, gets hit by a goose. It's hit by a goose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you hear that they're closing Da Vinci's cradle? Are you serious? Aren't they really? I'm dead serious. I just got mm-hmm. a, a message that Bush, from Bush Gardens Concierge. Sorry, guys, we're on a tangent now. They're closing Da Vinci's cradle after twenty like as years. Of, as of right now, or we get it for this season? No, as of now, like I guess it's 
add it and he probably broke and they're like we ain't paying to fix that crap <laughs> yeah that is the best ride at wish Garden. it's pretty sweet yeah eh, it's a fun one da vinci's great on battering ram it, or, that's one fun, of, it's yeah. one of three i can still fit on because of my shoulders yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it yeah. is the best ride well <laughs> i mean you're you're talking about da vinci's cradle not a polished chariot right yeah da vinci's yeah. cradle okay i can't get on a polished chariot because my hips are too wide for the seat uh, uh, oh yeah okay like I'm not a squishy fat. I'm a a solid fat. Wait, even fat. the big seats don't they have one row where they have like when extra I big tell seats? You, in I the have women's hips. No, I mean I saw is, you reclining in chairs that were not made to recline at Joycon. I got I, women's I hips. I have tried my hardest to push into these chairs, and I mean when I tell you I have got a, a click. single click, not one. But click. the red light was still on. Oh. Oh wait! Someone just posted a picture that is Galad. It, it's it's Zoolander doing Blue Steel. That's, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> he just walks in, looks to his left, turns left, and everybody goes. Ah. The org comes out around him, and it just the sea parts and <laughs> yeah. So this is where Nani finds out her plan to well, let's double tap this and have two people going after a ship. Well, it worked. There's a ship. Uh, Might have backfired a little bit. Because now there's chaos uh-huh. and everyone's trying to kill each other. And like you said, that that powder uh-huh. keg is exploded. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a chain and, reaction. And, and, and Galad, and then he was upset at Galad for not realizing the consequences of his actions. But um, Galad doesn't understand why not use his he's like i got the ship what do you mean like, like I, I did there. exactly why i told you i was gonna doesn't do. take the consideration her actions let's just really go. think about who the problem has been for a minute naive i need her to get it together i need her just to chill out i have a guy yeah that has these magical gummies mm-hmm. that <laughs> probably make matters worse for her in her own yeah. head then they could be astronauts and fly away in a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then things get even more complicated because then, then good old Val and Luke comes in and he's like, guys, I think we're going to control. We're leaving within the hour. Pack your shit up. The circus is leaving. And Naive's like, uh, yeah, we're not going with you. We're, we're, we're done here. He's like, but but I, I, I want to marry you. <laughs> it's, well, it was more what? like, come with me. And he snatches her up by the arm and she's like, oh, don't do this. And everybody else is like, just go on. We all know that you really like him, but you don't want to be with him. We know that the man that you want to be with doesn't want anything to do with you. What is it about? And I'm like, this is going to sound really sexist, but a misogynist, whatever word you want to use. What is it about women going with the man that doesn't want them? There have been a I couple think of land once, land once on Eve, but no, can't have like the man she he, can't he have. He claims it. Come on now. You're like, let's just be real. If you really wanted it, you would take it. Like, I don't care what what you say out your mouth. If you want it, you're gonna take it. And she was has been flat out told like it just it's just not gonna happen. Like you're, you know, you're grasping at straws. Maybe yeah. there's a a small chance that it could occur, but it's it's more than likely not gonna happen. And she still goes after him. And yeah. then here's a man who clearly will do anything for her, has done a lot for her. And then even makes a statement like, do you think I'm stupid? I know you're running away from something. Like, yeah, dude, let's just like, I was, I was getting annoyed by him and have been pretty much ever since we met him. But then I started thinking, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I claim, even though Jordan doesn't, that there's some severeness with 
uh, some of our female characters, Nynaeve's certainly one of them. And the pattern is what the pattern is. So like, okay, how is this Fallon Luca dude, annoying as he is, how is he going to come into play? Like, okay, well, she's definitely going to try and leave. I don't see that she's going to fall in love with this guy. That'd be totally weird if that happened. But he could be useful uh, later on and his loyalty to her and desire to want to help her could come into play. It could come into play with helping them get down the pier to the ship. So maybe he does play some big role here in helping them coming up. But on the romantic side of things, I don't see that happening. Agreed. But at the same time, I like his tenacity. So like, again. I mean, he, gotta shoot a shot. Yeah, he yeah, shot a yeah. shot. Like, he's like, I love get you. Hit without like, swinging the bat. You gotta... I, I know you're not good for me, pretty much. I know you're running from something. But we're, we're better to be than with us. Like, I can definitely help protect you and take care of you. And we can make this work. And so, you know, again, I'm just trying to him. He's trying. He's trying his hardest. And at the end of the day, it's just like she won't stay with him. Well, I mean, she's got other things to do. She definitely, honestly, I don't feel like she does. Yeah, but if he overheard Galad get scolded for doing exactly what Nynaeve asked him to do, like that's a red flag. That's a toxic woman right there. True. Tell you what, that's on my short list of things that I was looking out for. If ever, like, I do exactly what it is you were asking me to do, and then you get pissed at me for it, I'm gonna just not talk to you again. Because if you can't communicate effectively and understand what you're freaking saying, that's on you, not on me. If you're upset with the result, (laughs) you need to look at yourself, not me. (laughs) Anyways, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Nynaeve's the one to get with right now. Anyway, she needs. She's got some shit she's got to deal with. She ain't ready for no man. She ain't even ready for herself. Yeah. Anything else therapy, about this? <laughs> <laughs> Anything about this before we move to Elaine's point of view? Because <laughs> this is kind of the end where Nadine declines the offer, and that's kind of the end of it. Uh, I like this little brief unity with Galad and Uno and Uno's men. Galad, like, well, you're gonna need more than just those couple of guys, and Uno's like, I got a couple more. We can we can handle our own. Well, so I mean, the fact everybody's that everybody's kind like, of on the same team to get him to the ship. I was going to say, like, that they're between the two of them, they should be able to convince each side to be like, hey, we're good. Like, these are like, let's let's get them through. I'd like to see them like ride on Valenluca's elephants or something down the pier or like the pier gets cleared by the zoo animals and then like somehow they make it to the ship. Uh, okay. I think it would be cool to like work that in there. What was that old movie with the, the doctor and the animal? Oh, yeah. Um, Dr. Doolittle? <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Oh. Dr. Doolittle style. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Anything else? I mean, we get to the scene where well, let's no, We'll move forward. I'll let you yeah. go ahead. We'll stay yeah. We get to Elaine's point of view where Elaine tries to persuade. Is it Serenid? Serenid? Yeah. The, the handler to Did come with really them. Try to persuade her, though. That was the, the worst. Mm-hmm persuasion conversation i've ever heard more or less you just try to tell her i'm a queen for yeah like for, gir- you're, for girls it's the worst he's like you need me you need to come with me right now i'm a queen and this woman's like i can handle my own i know what safety looks like and traveling with valen has been the best thing for me and the animals and you're not thinking about my animals you know i i hate to say this about well my my sister my younger sister she is quite the gypsy she like will couch surf or like she refuses to maintain a job longer than like two weeks 
she'll make just enough money to kind of like make scoop by and it, it's a, a point of contingency between us that was, that was supposed to be my life by the way so <laughs> i i like your sister that is my brother-in-law like to a t yeah. like he'll make like a thousand dollars like save up like it's at the bank account after paying bills and then like quit his job and then go to mexico for like a while and then come back and be like, all right, I'm out of money, need a job again, and then quit and go somewhere else. Yeah, I got. I, I would. I would love to do that, but but alas, I can. Like the the reason why she's been gypsying the last few months because she's my, my older sister's offered, my mother has even offered, which that's relationship in and of itself. She's got two dogs and she won't give her dogs up. Oh, she'd rather like sleep I, out of the car and. I tell you it. what. I've I've had some relationships with some longtime homeless folks that uh, keep an animal and they do a better job taking care of their dog than people that just ignore their animals all day long. And she so, loves her animals. Yeah. It's very so evident. It's possible she's, I don't know the situation. She could still be taking care of them, but um, yeah. yeah, she is. She does a great job. Like our, the, the dogs are healthy. They're happy. She's healthy. She's happy. Like you yeah. wouldn't think she's a couch surfer because you shouldn't be, you know, living she the life smell that bad. You do. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> huh. She doesn't smell bad, so you wouldn't. No, she doesn't smell bad. Nothing yeah, like she's that. She's doing all right then. She, she's got a lot of jiggle on her. Like she's fed. <laughs> oh my! Well, I hope she's her. not listening. You're gonna get a phone call. <laughs> I can't believe you said she doesn't. Re- she hasn't read a book since middle school. Well, so earlier you said like this was the lamest attempt to convince somebody to come with you, and I added for for women. Because I don't know how many times with my guy friends, it'd be a totally stupid, random idea. And they're like, hey, Ian, do you want to go do blank? And I just go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, Ian, you want to catch, catch a possum? No reasons given. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe there's a question like, my car or your car? Like, how are we getting there? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, she, we're, we're, true. It, it, it was an awkward proposition. We were talking about on the way to Jordan Con, like in the car, about like, like, stupid stuff like yeah when we were younger we did do stupid stuff i started thinking about like yeah we did we did a lot of stupid stuff <laughs> oh no we started talking about people oh, riding around on motorcycles, motorcycles with no helmets. Helmets. And, I'm, and like now i'm like oh yeah like I, I wouldn't do that blah 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 like just horrible risk why would you do that i was like i've done some stupid stuff but nothing like that and then it got quiet for a second and then we started listing all the dumb shit we should have died from and <laughs> we're like okay 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 maybe i have done some dumb stuff <laughs> maybe i shouldn't be so judgy i never would have done something like that yes actually i have done a lot of dumb stuff <laughs> actually dumber a lot dumber <laughs> i think we killed an hour or two just listing all the dumb shit oh man how we should be dead from oh yeah that's the book you guys have to write like (laughs) i don't even talk about like the army dumb shit i've done like eventually alan and i run out of stories i'll start getting into my stories when i was uh living in single in the barracks in germany let me tell you we did some dumb shit (laughs) and it was a lot of fun but yeah we, we could totally write a book your memoir after you retired you no longer have all it'd the constraints. Pro- it'd probably <laughs> only be funny to me. Well, yeah, I need to get be done with my security clearance too, because yeah, yeah. I need that right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the money maker. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. But yeah, so why does do you have a thought other than it was weird? Because like I didn't understand why part of trying to convince her was I'm the daughter heir to blah blah blah. Like what? It's probably worked previous in her life. Using that line, 
And that's Maybe. Probably, probably wise because usually she's used to being an Andor and she's on the daughter air and be like, okay, what do you want me to do? Like, and you, th- you think, I don't know. Well, she's got a serving woman. She's sheltered. Who that's true. Yeah, it could have been like the world to like, you come to me and I'll protect you. Like she, she's told us she'd protect her. You got to know your audience. Like this is somebody that is just hopping around with a traveling uh, 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 circus. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going to win her over being like, by the way, way. come do this noble shit with me. Mm -hmm. It clearly didn't. Well, anyways, I don't know. It just, you're right. It felt weird and I have no explanation for it. I mean, if she had said, Hey, I got to wait for your, your elephants to get where they need to be. It would have been a different story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe what I love more, the more important part of this is Brigitte sitting back like, yeah, this shit's not going to go well, but I'm going to watch this. And eventually she speaks up. She's like, she ain't no queen or ain't no princess. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) She's like, I don't know what your thoughts were there. Just inform me as to where you were going with all this. Like what was was your thought process? Like what we're doing right now. Like why, why any of that? None of that. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, tell me why this made sense in your mind. She's like, I'm your warder, right? Like you, you get tell on me, me because oh, that's right. Protect Nothing you, but a because I mean, I mean. So Egwene reaches out tell and grabs why. <laughs> the same woman who literally beat Nynaeve to a pulp, you know, weeks earlier, without even touching her. Really, she just flip, 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 flip back and forth. You know, tossed around turned over a knee lifted the skirt gave her a spanking yeah like and then you're gonna go grabbing her and try to force her to do what you want first off women have choices choices done that (laughs) and second like again she's like as your warder i know when i need to come out right and protect you and then i know when you need to learn a lesson so i don't have to protect you so what lesson did we learn? Right. Yeah. Let's make let's make this a teaching learning moment. A like moment. It's one of our yeah, it was just weird. things as a teacher. Now watch her like inevitably end up going with them or something, but whatever. No, she's gonna they're gonna run back into each other. Yeah. Just like I still think it'd be cool Luka if the animals is, clear the pier. It's it gonna be a really weird twist when Nynaeve does end up with, with Luca. Ew. Ew. I, I just as much as I want her and Land to be a thing, I can they, see they can't her, be a thing. her and Luca, you know, actually being a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if he does swoop in and save them and she gives him the time of day and realizes he's packing something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Land is just like, I'm too committed to my job and I will die for this. And, you know. Well, yeah. in about four books, he's going to reassert himself in his former kingdom because the exactly. blight's going to keep receding, and you know he's going to have and then to take he can't over. Marry her, right? He's going to be too busy. Yeah, yeah. yep, something like yeah. that. Yeah. What are we talking about, Alan? Where are we at? Anything That's else? pretty much the end. Yeah, she just screams, gets angry, screams at Brigitte, and then like stomps off, like <laughs> all huffy. And that's how we end this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Warder, don't talk to me like that in front of my friends. <laughs> She literally, why didn't you protect me you're supposed to be my order and she was like you put yourself in that situation like yeah. that that has been my answer a number of times so my ex-fiance christine you need to learn from about it. a very long time used to get so upset with me when there'd be like a family battle and i would sit back and just be quiet and then she'd go 
you're my partner. You're supposed to be on my side. And I look at her and go, but you were wrong. Yeah, so the best I thing I can do is be quiet <laughs> at that point. <laughs> at least I didn't give my actual opinion because when I give my opinion, you really get upset. So at least mm-hmm. this moment, I didn't say anything because normally when I speak and I give my opinion, then it's like, oh, even mm-hmm. he agrees. And then the conversation shut down. Like at that point, you're being a spoiled brat, which yeah. she was quite often. So mm-hmm. I learned to just choices be quiet. Choices. I only had that one choice. Especially when it comes to family. Trapped. <laughs> yeah, yes. trapped. There you if, go. If, if we were out in public and it was like somebody we knew or somebody we really didn't know, then yeah, even when she was wrong, I'd still like be there and I would try to rationalize it. And, and typically I could rationalize enough to win or at least get to a stalemate. But when it comes to family, like I'm not going to pick you over our family. If you're wrong and we're in a safe space, then you're wrong. Yeah. That's where you can learn safe lessons. She just didn't like that. So mm-hmm. I I had a little bit of PTSD moment when I was listening to this because I was like, I was her order and I didn't protect her because mm-hmm. she needed to learn a lesson. Yep, yep. Yeah. Cool. That's how we end. Anything we missed? Nope. Awesome. Well, favorite character then, guys. I I'm going to pick Galad and it's kind of because I feel bad for him because I hate that situation of, hey, I'm here and I got that very difficult thing to acquire that you wanted me to acquire. And I did the thing that you asked me to do. And it was with much difficulty, but I did it. And then he was like, the fuck you thinking, bro? Hmm. Like, come on. The what a files spot, are in the computer. They're in oh. the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Felt bad for Glad a little bit there. Like he's trying to help out and just got his sure. pee slapped. Toxic femininity. Yeah. That's, that's what that was. Well, that's anybody who hasn't dealt with that internal conflict, those issues she's having, and she's lazily taking it out on other people. Agreed. And so you could take the she out of that statement. Any like deflecting people that act that way just frustrates me. Yes, I yeah. agree. It's very triggering. Um, yep. There are so many good moments. And these two chapters, um, I like I'm I like Brigitte and her response to "I am your water and this is why I let that happen." I also mm-hmm. like Luca for being what Shooting I envision a man. Yeah, he not only that, like he knew he was putting his whole business he's in harm's way. He put it on the line. He's he not even worried about the hundred gold. The he's like, baby, I ain't worried about that money. He put it all <laughs> on the line, knowing that she's running from something serious knowing that she was never a handmaid like yeah look you're out of my league but i'm gonna do what i can for you let's Mm -hmm. do this oh and what about last chapter uh who was the guy that ended up riding with ran they talked about him briefly like his whole family got killed and he's like well i'm gonna just follow the dragon and at some point at Mm -hmm. some point i'm gonna get my revenge on whoever killed my family yeah uh, I, I think they named that. him by name, but yeah, that, they, that they, guy they, gets they, a strong they, honorable mention because uh-huh. it was yep. a brief blip, and I was like, "All right." And we like have it. Asmodian kind of turning the leaf. So if I have to pick a character, which is what you're asking me to do, it is tough. It is tough because I—that's why I threw a curveball on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna give it to Tom Manas. <laughs> <laughs> No one asked you, you, Luca, because I've been in his position. Like I've shot my shot a couple times at a 
particular person who as much as she loved me and as much as we did get did together and as much fun as we had together and as great of a, a couple as we were we never actually became a couple because she's like it just won't work beyond the great yeah. friendship that we have mm-hmm. like literally the only thing we didn't have was like physical intercourse you know everything else we had together and it was like no it's just not gonna work I was like, okay yeah. cool but yeah. i feel him yeah maybe it'll work out for him in the long run maybe <clears throat> he's gonna find yeah. somebody better that's what i did yeah there you go yeah uh so next time on the wheel reads we'll be doing two chapters again 48 and 49 and that would be leaf takings and two bow on 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 two on on i don't know if that's pronounced right but that's how i'm saying it there will be three different pronunciations when we come back next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. The leave takings. Uh, we've had those chapter before. Yeah, somebody's going so, on an adventure. Going, I'm going on an adventure. adventure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, the other one, I'm assuming the tinkers are coming back around. Maybe this is our parent chapter. Oh, yeah, okay. right. I'm just joking. Like I just I need I need to say that there's gonna be a parent chapter every other chapter just yeah, because huh? I miss parent. Okay. I'm I'm thinking whether it's our our girls and, and Tom and Julian or whether it's Rand in that group. This is this is where somebody gets diverted from their plan. Yeah. It was or maybe our original wolf wolf brother comes back into play for some reason. We haven't seen Elias in forever. I'm, I've given up on parent in this book. Just... We also have the missing wolf brother. Mm, missing Maybe they like got a wolf brother club out in the woods somewhere. Like now, nah, oh, joke. the guy from that chapter gnome or whatever. Yeah. No, okay. the crazy one. The crazy yeah. one. We, that they like, like uh, oh, okay. We got a little. You think he's little... coming back in these books? Yeah, he's definitely coming yeah. back. He's the comic relief that that hyena from uh, the Lion King that was just a little bit messed up in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite there. <laughs> what did you say that's the best part of that whole movie it made worth watching it every hour on the hour and they they cut it out from the the line uh, yeah that pissed me off so much Mm -hmm. i'm just not gonna lie to you won't go there i I have not rewatched that and i will not rewatch that Mm -hmm. between that and the pig the 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 pig song yeah yeah yep Mm -hmm. yep Cast it out of nine, four pieces of swine. All you got to do is get in line. All right, you can. Yep. Some bacon. All right, get us out of here, Alan. All right. So, how you can be fa- how we can be found um, is uh, thewoodreads.com. Um, that will direct you to the greatblight.com that Nablus has so kindly built me a website so I don't have to build a website for thewoodreads.com. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll have links there to all of our good stuff, like our Discord and our Patreon and our merch. Just be sure to click on the link within the site to our merch and not the merch on the top, because that'll take you to the Great Blights merch, which is not our merch, but still has cool stuff. So that's fine if you want to buy their stuff. I'm not stopping you. In fact, please. But also, look at ours. I will tell you, by the way, huge shout out for that stuff getting to our door two days mm-hmm. before we had it looked to good on me too I I felt, yeah thank nice you. i appreciate it like i felt 
slim and I felt comfortable and it was so yeah. soft and they, they, they do have really nice shirts. Right. They do. I mean, they're really quality shirts. I have yeah. one um, uh, shirt. It's not one of ours, but it's still a shirt made by them. And it's, it's quality. And it's I like, ordered Chanel, like it, it's unisex. So I ordered her what I thought was the right size and it looked good on her and she loves the shirt. So like, I'm, I'm not saying it because I want people to go buy it because we get anything from it though. We might. I'm saying it because I bought the shirts and now they they're going to become part of my daily wear. Yeah. Normally, oh, you're, like oh, you're working them into the uh, the rotation. Yeah, they're going to the rotation. Okay. Like I have nice. Bought, I, I that's have a big deal. I'm to wear that suck, but I wear them when I go to the school because it's my alma mater. Right. But mm-hmm. but ain't a rotation shirt. Yeah, these are going into rotation. Like oh, I, nice. I will work out in them and I will wear them on the weekends. Oh, and nice. People will talk to us about maybe maybe like oh i listen to that podcast like well i'm in that podcast bitch (laughs) this is me you see the big guy right here that's all of me (laughs) yeah um but yeah so buy our merch buy our support us on patreon join discord if you want to find us on our social medias we're everywhere uh just just google us or just go to any social media platform type in the will reads you'll find us um, chanel loves to tell people that somebody created a wiki page about us which i think is absolutely crazy i kind of want to know what's on it but I yeah I haven't, I haven't looked i haven't looked I yet go look. <laughs> that's fantastic is there a wikipedia page for us yes that's what she said i haven't actually i haven't i haven't that. gotten looked that's that's crazy all right <laughs> cool so you can find us on wikipedia maybe maybe i i haven't i haven't confirmed that <laughs> very cool but um yeah um and that's all i got for this week until next time peace okay bye i hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to the wheel reads see y'all next time <laughs>